0: Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations.
2: The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Realmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers.
3: Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction
0: and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell.
1: The Napa State Hospital from high above. A peaceful, pretty, 130-acre campus while on the ground.
0: You can just feel the tension sometimes on the units when you walk on.
1: Current and former state employees say a sense of fear is
3: alive. Oh yes, they found uh, just a few months ago Uh, six or seven knives in the trees. And all of a sudden we've got really thugs running the place here and it's hospital wide.
1: One patient we spoke with by phone agrees. The type of people that have been sent to Napa are more and
4: more uh, violent, more and more dangerous.
1: October 2010, hospital employee Donna Gross is found dead on the grounds. Her alleged killer is patient Jess Massey, a man who, according to records, has a criminal history of armed robbery, sexual assault, and murder. Patients we spoke to say they believe they know the motive. I think it's almost a, um, a unanimous uh, consensus that, that he killed her or tobacco. Tobacco. Banned from the campus, staff and patients say a single cigarette can sell for about $7, $150 for a pack.
4: There are people all over the place here. They're unbalanced as it is. Then you you take their tobacco away, and and they go nuts.
0: Hospital employee
1: Sharon Sanguinetti.
0: There always has been a tobacco trade here for the last 20-something years that I've been here. It's just now gotten to be more expensive because it's harder to get in.
1: Napa State Hospital became a tobacco-free campus on July 7, 2008. Since then, patient-on-staff assaults have nearly quadrupled. September 08 to February 09, 75 recorded assaults. A year later, 287. The Department of Mental Health says the rise in assaults is not tied to tobacco. tobacco. It says that in 2009, it changed the way data was collected and reported in the state hospitals, including the way aggression was defined. These changes led to an increase in the number of reports. Even so, security measures have increased on the Napa campus.
0: We've issued personal alarms to every employee. We have um, implemented a shuttle service.
1: And even with the new security measures...
0: The patients we here now, have now are much more calculative, too. You know, they, they target.
1: Some hospital employees still fear their predatory patients who they say loom on campus. Mike Meback, KTVU, Channel 2 News.
3: State mental officials last week announced uh, plans for a special unit for violent patients staffed with a police officer at that Napa State Hospital, and it couldn't come at a better time. This is a report from KTVU.com. Last year, an average of three employees and seven patients were attacked at the hospital daily, and most of the attacks were initiated by criminals, according to the State Department of Mental Health. Several employees at and patients at Napa State Mental Hospital told KTUV they feared for their safety. Uh, let's see. Uh, Luz Hernandez, a nurse at the Napa State Hospital, said going to work is like you're psychologically raped on a daily basis. Sean and Janet Webb's son is a patient at Napa State Mental Hospital. Garth Webb 30 was sent there last May after making terrorist threats against someone. Uh, Garth has since been diagnosed as schizophrenic, but his parents fear he is not getting the treatment he needs. In fact, Garth was sexually assaulted by Jess Mar- Massey, the man who allegedly killed a psychiatric technician, Donna Police said. And this is a quote. The institution fails to maintain his safety and how he is being prepared for life in the general population, Sean Webb said. Garth uh, Garth Webb said that he's uh, had to learn the hard way not to let his guard down and to be not to be too trusting of those around him. When I come back from this two-minute commercial break, Wayne Morin Jr. is going to be joining me from Napa, California. Wayne is the young man several years ago who broke this story worldwide. And finally, it seems that people are starting to listen. 1-800-610-7035 worldwide is our toll-free number. This is The Exxon. My name is Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Wayne Morin is my guest. He's up next, www.waynemorinjr.com. Don't go away. Take a step back in time and discover Old Florida Cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Fellsmere. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365.
5: We all desire health, happiness, and fulfillment, but often get in our own way. Repeated patterns that leave us out of control can keep us feeling powerless, frustrated, and unable to move forward in spite of our best efforts. Unconscious patterning disconnects us from our gifts, often destroying the very thing we seek. But there is an answer. We can take charge of our destiny and heal the trauma of our history. Shamanism is an effective ancient modality that can reconnect us with our true selves, empower the creation of our dreams, and return us to health and balance. Cody Alexander is a certified shamanic practitioner and teacher with 11 years' experience. Email healingpathways33 at gmail.com or visit codyalexander.net to schedule a long distance shamanic session today.
3: Wayne Morin is my special guest this hour. www.wayneMorinJr.com. Hey, Wayne, welcome back to the Show. And You've been pretty busy out there in Napa, California.
4: Oh, yes, and uh, thank you for having me back on to the X-Zone family and the X-Zone Nation uh, TV and radio. Thank you, uh, everyone that listens, and thank you for all the support. Uh, people have been out there in the last, since 2005, we started breaking this story about some of the some, oh, criminal injustices that go on at that state hospital. And uh, just until recently, uh, all the work that you and I have done, Rob, I mean, by you being a, a media outlet and uh, and bringing clients on and sound bites on that. Finally, I uh, uh, think think I uh, really put my kudos out to KTBU, La Ramos, John Sasaki, Michael McBeck, Leslie Donaldson, and Jimmy Vargas and all the work they've been doing here at Napa State Hospital because for the first time in history, from so all the years that you and I had few sound bites and things, they are now. Getting information directly from the clients and the families and putting it on air—that is so—that is such a big thing for the people, the clients and the families to be able to have a voice on the media.
3: Tell me, uh, Wayne, what is the what are what's the reaction from the viewing public? What are they saying? Are, are, is the public getting upset with what's going on there?
4: Well, and not only does it seem like they're getting upset, it seems like they're they're being more of a, a creative. Type of set meaning that they uh, are really um, when they go into something they have all the answers and everything mm-hmm. looked out and planned out before they even get to the table. So it's a lot more rehearsal going into what they're saying and doing now.
3: We heard in that uh, clip that we played from KUT uh, V U the that cigarettes are being sold for seven dollars each, hundred and what was it, one hundred and fifty dollars a package.
4: One hundred and fifty dollars a pack. That's that's true, and that that is uh, for for clients to to get put in a position uh, that the people that sell those things it has to be coming from the outside. We know that cigarettes can't be mailed in, or they can't be so They're 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 bringing the cigarettes in to the clients from the outside, and, and that's either through uh, some psychiatric technician or some worker there, some kitchen help or some. Uh, a janitor or somebody, it's getting in there somehow.
3: What are the members of law enforcement doing about the smuggling in of cigarettes? But I also understand other stuff is being smuggled in as well.
4: Well, on, on our last show that, that you and I did, we, we showed that there was uh, $50,000 uh, mm-hmm. just, just from uh, uh uh, Lonnie Smith mentioned, and and Mike Smith of uh, Special Investigators at Napa State Hospital mentioned fifty thousand dollars in just a recent, in just recent times that uh, in one year of contraband and drugs. Now, <laughs> you and I have been talking about those things for I don't know how long. Oh
3: gosh, yeah, we- years. <laughs> <laughs> um. You've been getting quite a bit of coverage locally. Uh is any of the coverage that you're getting locally been fed to the nationals?
4: Uh not 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 yet. I don't think yet, but uh, recently uh I mean KTVU and Fox and 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 these these uh San Francisco station is mm-hmm. in it does have tentacles that go out pretty far. So I mean I I don't know anything about nationally yet. No.
3: Now you were talking to me before we went on air about uh, about some information that you'd like to get out to the public.
4: Yeah, so one of the things uh, that I'd like to sort of like I'd like to really have a special shout out to the thanks uh, for the following clients and family of making the recent news possible for the client's viewpoint, and these are all people that were used in the articles that you'd said in and brought those articles to the news people to get this started, so I uh, just want to make that known. The clients' names are Sheen Webb, which is Janet Webb, and son Garth Webb, who was um, basically, we remember you bringing that up, mm-hmm. what James Massey did. And then there's Michael Tulock, Stan Termloom, and George Rojas, Mark Simon, and Tim Breckinbich. All of those clients and family members have been Really, I mean, it is the first time that they've really gotten to speak out like that, and it's such a good thing that they get to finally get to do that. Wayne, what
3: what progress has been made at Napa State Hospital since October?
4: Well, one of the things I'd like to—I'm glad you brought that up—and uh, uh, um, these the names of these people: Jennifer Turn, Turner, Brad Legs, Doctor Richard Freshman, Doctor Patricia Chuck, Patricia Tyler, Bruce Rugby. Shannon Serganita, George Anderson, Chris Cullen, Daniel Ramirez, Mike Dersaski, Donna, I mean Deshana, McIntosh, Jeff Dyer, Luz Hernandez, Mary Hall, Crystal Johnson, Twyla Cabril, Kimberly Barton, Rosa DeSanchez-DeSota, and Kim Cowart all have basically taken their place in what they should have been doing years ago with people like you and I when we were uh, doing the stories and having to hunt around for this or that to find somebody to come on the show, uh, uh, they they finally started to speak up to the media and get on there and you know start blowing the horn on what's going on and that's my hats off to them for that. Even though a lot of things are still uh, uh, being uh, hush hushed, and uh, my hats go my my special kudos goes out to the Maj Yashadi. Yashad, who is a, a psychologist that worked out there, that just quit his job. Now, people, he just quit his job because he was telling the staff they need to be more verbal and come out to the media, and he just decided, since he wasn't getting anywhere, he, he quit He quit working at Napa State Hospital. And uh, that that's a sad thing when a guy gives people an opening to be able to be more truthful with what's really going on out there, and he decides since no one's listening he's mm-hmm. just going to quit.
3: So I understand now that that patients have access to a direct line to KTvu.
4: Well, uh, it's, not, it's it's not a direct line. It's not definitely a direct line. The numbers continuously change. Uh, uh, but uh, what it what it what it does what it is is that I've been feeding when, when, when one of the news media people call me mm-hmm. uh, what i do is i, I look at the topic or what they're looking for and i get to the clients basically asap that have those topics that i've already used in the past that you and i have used in the past to basically be able to get that information we use of uh, people that are are been there and know what they're talking about
3: but what about an investigation that 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 should be conducted by the Department of Justice or the or the State of California. Is anything happening?
4: Well, you know, uh, you know, you know. When you say that, you know, it's 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 very important that we kick back for a second and just look at uh, what Stefan Mayberg, which was the head of DMH, who hired uh, uh, Claude Edward Falk, which was the last medical director out there. And we all know the story that people, the listeners, know how uh, Claude Edward Falk finally got got captured. And, and people that know the story know that a person had contacted me on the phone and uh, asked me if this was Claude Edward Falk. And, and getting into the story, not going all the way to it, they can check that link out that we have on your website, Wayne Morn Jr., and uh, you can find out a little bit more about that. But what I'm saying here is is that DMH in California, I mean, they the the people that are running this thing really need to get serious about what they're doing, because there's a lot of people that are really mad, and they really are starting to speak out about, even the psychiatric staff members have said that uh, doc, Dr. Stephen Mayberg, they're glad that he's gone. Mm-hmm. He should have been out of there a long time ago. A lot of the problems is because of him. And as you and I were going through these last years, talking about cocaine, talking about rapes, talking about abuses that are going on Stefan neighbor discontinuously sent us to where around in a circle around in a circle around in a circle
3: so so since he's been gone have there been any positive changes uh are the are the patients treated any better or is it the same old same old
4: well let me let me go ahead and say this you and i both know that there's a bigger picture going on mm-hmm. here and the viewers should know that by by me saying this now it's not just this what is happening here at Napa State Hospital. Napa State Hospital is sorta of like the media outlet. It's sorta of like the thing that they have the light under right now. But in the four other state hospitals here in California, uh Patton State Hospital, Atascadero, and Metro, they're all going through the same kind of recertification, the same kind of uh changes right now. The C D C and uh uh, uh, they are building units and mm-hmm. they're making them more secure, things that they should have done and we had been talking about for years and years and years. I remember one of your favorite expressions is Wayne, if it's going on there at Napa,
3: do you believe
4: it's going on anywhere else? And I said, yeah.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So
4: there is changes. There is changes. But, you know, you know we're trying to move a dinosaur, um, me and you, Rob, and these things are big and they're old and they don't like to move because they're already comfortable and everything works. So it's going to, you know, we just have to keep after and keep being vigilant, and keep being verbal. And family members and people out there have to keep doing it because they have loved ones in there they have to visit, they have to call, they have to check in, they have to make it to meetings. I mean, that, that's what they have to do. And it, this thing can get can get taken off. Look how far we've gone so far. So,
3: you know, but it's it's very frustrating. You you watch uh, CPAC and and you certainly see the different the different uh, congressional hearings that are going on. Why does why is there a congressional hearing to see what is happening behind the walls and behind the doors of mental hospitals across the country? Is it a dirty little secret that the people don't want the people to know, those in power don't want the people to know how broken the system is, Wayne?
4: Well, this is what I think, and I'm going to give my honest opinion and view out there. And this is not meaning to sound rough. All right, Wayne, what I'm I'm going to do,
3: Wayne, I'm I'm going to ask you to hold on to your reply because we've got to take our commercial break at the bottom of the hour. Exo Nation Wayne Morin Jr. is our special guest. We're talking about the crimes against humanity at Napa State Hospital. Wayne's website, www.waynemorinjr.com. And Wayne and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away.
0: This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network,
3: Wayne Morin is our special guest, Exxon Nation. We're talking about the crimes against humanity at Napa State Hospital in Napa, California. Wayne has been on the show since 2004-2005. He broke this story on the Exxon, and we have been trying our very best to get members of Congress, the House of Representatives, uh, the President, somebody, somebody to do something. Because, like Wayne said, I believe in my heart of hearts That if it's happening at Napa State Hospital, it is happening at at other mental health hospitals throughout the United States, across Canada, as well as the rest of the world. Wayne, my question to you is, why do you think the government has not stepped in? Why hasn't there been a congressional hearing? Is this something that is known about, but those in power want to keep it hush-hush? This is a dirty little secret?
4: Well, like I was about ready to say, and thank you for having me back on. One of the things that I truly believe, with with the bottom of my heart, mm-hmm. not being a person to, to to try to, you know, I believe in mental health. I believe that sure. uh, it's a psychiatric help and psychologists and 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 people empowering people, and and I believe that mental mental illness it, it can be mm-hmm. cured with with you know medications and with. Uh, Caring people and learning about it. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I think the reasons that I believe that uh, things haven't been done is because it there, there's still a lot of part of the mental health and especially in the bigger institutions uh, where the money is a lot lot less to get, to pump out. But between you and I, it seems like there's so much going into that doesn't even. I mean, they're just ripping the taxpayers mm-hmm. off. They would know. It, 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 it's a learning, learned type of uh, thing. They have to learn as they go along. And uh, uh, it's just that they're not really wanting to catch up because a lot of the things that they're done doing have been set in place, and a lot of the old dinosaurs are basically uh, not really ready to move uh, or, or even break from what they believed in the past. You see a lot of these things... Uh, make, making changes in the last 15 20 30 40 years in mental health where you know you, you and I both know that shock treatment used to be something mandatory when yes. you came in sometimes and, and marijuana if you smoked marijuana uh, uh in in the early 80s you could be eligible for social security and just this, this for smoking marijuana that would be a mental illness so we see how the 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 the, the learned and the learning of the community and the people that are supposed to have knowledge of these things is really slow getting there. And I basically believe that there should definitely be some kind of congressional hearings. on and This This would say that people in, in in the state, so much money, if they just would, would take little chunks out and start doing it. And I believe there's a criminal element in there also. I believe there's the, the pharma, so a lot of the big pharmacy companies that have so much money invested in uh, these new drugs that they're actually trying out on my clients. I mean, I get emails from moms and from, from family members all the time. I I just went to see my son, and he, his face looks lopsided. His lips are chapped. His, his eyes are, are you know, he can't even talk. Okay. He, they tried him on a new medication, and, it, and, and the hospital police say that he wants to go back to the unit. He can't talk with me, and they feel like they want to break down and, and cry. You know, it's just this... Yeah, they do these kind of things, and especially with the with the units now being locked down. Um, uh, not to change the, the pit mover out of the subject too much, sure. but, but the, with the with the units being locked down now since October, you got to figure with the medications, especially medications like respiritol, uh, 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 Zyprexa, uh, Colosseril, These are all medications that. When you take, they have seriously warned, serious warnings on them that that basically that not only can they start can they contribute quickly to diabetes, but they also have a quick reaction to a thyroid, which means a person blows up right away. They get very they pounded job very very fast because they hit the thyroid. You kind of when they're on these type of medications, they're supposed to be having some kind of walk therapy, some kind of. Get out and do therapy. And these last since October, they've been just housed on the unit, smelling,
0: hmm.
4: uh, getting obese, eating eating state food, which is nothing but starch. You know, and people not everybody's on a special diet. So you got people that are uh, that are diabetics and that are uh, people that are just on medications, just eating nothing but starch and staying on the unit, not being able to get out and do very much except for a few groups a day. And they're, you know, they're getting obese and they're getting really sick. And and, and that's one of the beliefs that I had that happened with Willie Roblin just recently. My client died after a takedown uh, on uh, one of the units in, uh, Willie Roblin. I knew the client while I was there. He his character. He was he can be very scary at times, but uh, he, the, the medications that he was on in his heart, when they took him down, they knew that. And they should be... And that's just that's just negligence on their ha- behalf, uh, on a staff member taking down a person in that type of way when a person's uh, heart is like that with the medications they're on. They knew that. I have a feeling that they knew that. You know, by taking him down that way, that he could be hurt like that, and he died. You know. Uh you know, there's a number of things that we could talk about like that. Recently, you know, there's this one character, uh, George. Uh, Rejos, um, who basically was one of the people that wanted to that wanted to testify in the Donna Gross um, murder case that that started in October that brought this whole thing about the way it's going, uh, had asked me to uh, to find out what I could do to to help him because he wanted to testify and go into court and to testify about what he knew about the case, which he knew knows a lot and he was there, he was one of the people at the hospital police and uh, the uh, the, uh, the, uh, the district attorney's office, I mean, uh, the hospital police had brought the information to the district attorney, uh, and, and basically he, he said he when they asked him to testify in court, he said no, he wouldn't do that unless he had protection, right, unless he knew that the gang members weren't able to get to him, put him on a different unit or something. And I called and I talked to Michael Allen's, uh, people and uh, discussed that with them and they said, well, "What we need to do is uh, take it to the district attorney's office. And when I talked to my attorney about this and we, after we talked to him, he said, well, the district attorney already knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a week and a half ago, he got stabbed in the neck. Wow. Uh, so, so, so the, the guy that's being a hero, George, George Rojas, who's basically wanting to give all the information up and get this guy, Jesse Massey uh what he truthfully deserves you remember the flags were lowered here in california uh arnold Schwarzenegger, while he was still governor lowered all the flags i figured if that could be done a, a client could be transported to another unit to be protected while he's testifying in court and it didn't happen it just makes me so angry
3: wayne why is it that there are dangerous criminals in amongst regular patients
4: that is something that has to change. that is something that needed to be changed back when they were making these changes back and when they started building the fence there in Napa State Hospital, they were building the fences because more and more clients were coming from mm-hmm. from from prisons and it used to be a medium it used to be California's most medium security hospital we We were the only ones that didn't have a fence and when that started to happen, they just started putting the clients that were you know the usual come-ins like every 90 days from the streets of a community, or you know decompensating in the community, coming back with with the clients that basically uh, uh, were more and more violent in coming here. Mm-hmm. So they come to linger, so they can get out of doing. Now they're doing it just to get out of three strikes. And what I believe on that kind of case is we need to have a panel before the clients come to the hospital. And when they're here at the hospital, when they're first coming in, they have to have a psychiatrist. You have to have a gang task force member. You have to have a professional polygraph person, a psychologist, and you have to have a patient's rights advocate there for them. And they need to be able to give these people a battery of questions. Like the doctor, for a scenario example, a would say, uh, "Are you here for a, a, this, Are you are you here because you are wanting them to linger and saying that you're hearing voices?" And someone in the gang task force would have a question to ask. Well. Are you affiliated to any gangs, and are you trying to beat your rep? I mean, they would have a battery of questions that would pertain to the person, why they wanted mm-hmm. to be here and what they were doing. And if they needed, they could use the polygraph to find out if those answers were. And that's one of the things that I'm definitely going to bring up to DMH because with CONREP, a conditional release program, when you're released from the state hospital, by being released, you, are, uh, you have to submit to a contract. And that contract says that, while well, you're out in the community, you could be uh, requested to take a polygraph test any time that, that CONREP requests. Now, what I want to do is just reverse that. When a person comes into the hospital, since they want to get to the hospital, they would have to be taken that But here, let, test. Let, let,
3: let me ask you this question. If the person is going into a mental hospital, how reliable would that polygraph test be on the way in?
4: Well, well it'd be, it, believe me, it's, 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 it's reliable. It's reliable. It, I wouldn't be saying this as it's not reliable. Mm-hmm. They're reliable, and if they wanted to try to beat it, it would even be worse.
3: I'd like to read a quote here. This is from um, hospital psychiatric technician Brad Leggs, and he says, "There's a prison mentality that uh, I'm sorry. There's a, men- a prison mentality there that we're going to have to get under control. We don't have control of it right now. It needs to be done soon." Why has this, why has the condition at Napa State Hospital just gone right out of control, Wayne? How come?
4: Well, you know, you and I have been saying it's been out of control for years and years mm-hmm. and years. This is nothing new to our ears and the viewers that listen to us. It's been out of control. I mean, for every type of thing, it's just that, that, that now that, that these things have happened and these, uh, the more spotlight that is on this is being slowly known in, like we Mm -hmm. say, the dinosaur. They're starting to register that these things do need to be fixed really quick because it's not only happening here, it's happening in four other state hospitals. Believe me, I read the news up on the news. I could send you later on a couple links that basically that it's not only happening here, it's happening in Pat and Anna Tascadero, the same thing, and they're making the same implementations that they're making here at Napa. So what I'm saying here is what, what Brad Lake said is, is definitely true. But what he's looking at it from the union's point of view. He's looking at it from, you know, he's one of the leaders for the psych, psychiatric tech unions. Uh, as if, if I understand that, I'm right. And he was one of the main people that spoke for the unions out there uh, for the psych techs, uh, if, if I'm right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, but the stu- what...
3: The statistics alone are are staggering, for example, eighty percent of the patients sent to napa after committing a crime uh sixteen percent of those were accused killers
4: yeah yeah that's true and and you know uh, it, but uh, and, and that that is that that is just part of that's just part of the what do you call it the monster uh rob you know we, we have these people coming into these. These like mm-hmm. the state facilities, and you know when you're going to look at statistics, you have to take them for they are, you know, now, not not the majority of the clients there, you know, but you know, there's that that many people you know, in there for murder.
3: But doesn't that say that the the system really doesn't care for the safety and security of those that are entrusted with them if they are putting, you know, so many criminals in with people who are in there for other reasons besides the the criminal aspect and 16 percent of those people that they're putting in there are murderers or have been accused of murder
4: yeah you could you you know you could see this as just pure negligence yeah. that is it's negligence you know and you know those are the kind of things that we need to the family members and the people in the community need to mm-hmm. make sure that they contact a uh, michael allen's office assemblyman michael allen, allen and noreen, senator noreen evans uh, and, and, and if you're down south, whoever your your senator is, and whoever your assemblyman is down there, you need to keep up the pressure on, on the people and letting them know the negligence uh, uh, part of this uh, by by mixing these these supermax violent clients mm-hmm. with old people like uh, uh, or uh, people that are are weaker, and and, and it, it's it's. It's just a time bomb waiting to happen, and you and I have seen it over and over
3: again. You know, Wayne, when we first started this, I truly believed that within a very short period of time, people would get off their butts and do something positive about this, that the nation, the world, would not let this continue, and it has. You and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as the X-Zone continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Wayne Morin Jr. is our guest. www.waynemorinjr.com That's r.com. My name's Rob McConnell. This is the X-Zone. We'll be back after this break. Welcome back, everyone. Wayne Morin, Jr. is our special guest, and Wayne is talking to us from Napa, California. His website is www.waynemorinjr.com. That's waynemorinj com. Wayne, what can people do who are listening to get involved?
4: Well, thank you very much for asking me that. It's pretty simple stuff. Uh, one of the things is most counties and most uh, communities now all have Mental health centers and and places where people with disabilities uh, and clients with disabilities mm-hmm. and family with uh, people that have families with, with members with disabilities are involved in. And what you can do is you can. There's lots of good information down at the local mental health places, uh, 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 community centers. Uh, they all have a list of meetings where family members can get together with other family members. And talk about uh, what they what they intend to try to uh, do with, with things that are going mm-hmm. on in their local uh, state hospital or their local community uh, uh, mental health or you know clinics or places where that basically people during the day can go and with um, disability and, uh, and and do the be with other people. Uh, one of the things I strongly suggest that these family members are are when they're listening today if they have any uh if they have any similarities to what they hear and the majority of people probably are having some similarities with what we talked about today uh is that they they contact their local assemblymen or they contact their their you know their their senators and they write letters and they let the people know in those offices what's going on with their loved one. Uh, that's in the facility and they let, let it, it, it be anything that they
5: mm-hmm.
4: uh, anything that they can do you know be, get involved with what, what their treatment plan. get involved with going out there and seeing them if you can't see them all the time. make sure that you have conference calls hooked up to the meetings that, that are going on in their 90 day team conferences so that you can be there even if they're away. ask questions. Find out from other people that have loved ones in there that are a little bit more, know a little bit more than you and sit down and make together to do these things.
3: So get involved.
4: Because, get involved, Get yeah. involved. And, and write your newspapers and, and go on the radio and, and, mm-hmm. and if you know people who have, or work with public access or get get on there and, and you know, t- let people know how you feel where well, your First and your 14th Amendment, any place that your First and the 14th Amendment can be spoken out and used, you know, use it, mm-hmm. it vigilantly to uh... Let people know what's going on with these places because believe me right now
5: we're we're
4: breaking we're breaking some ground but you know as you and I
3: know Rob in it's the a path, hard it's a hard course <laughs> yeah, it's a hard hey listen Wayne we have to say so long for now always a great pleasure talking to you please give my very best to all the the friends of the Exxon at Napa State and we look forward to the next time you and I meet so until then my friend take care of yourself and thanks for all your great work
4: God bless you.
3: Take care, Wayne Morin Jr. www dot r.com dot com. W a y n e m o r i n j r dot We'll be back after the news. Don't go away.